This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to Smart Companies Thinking Bigger Radio. Get the inside scoop on how America's most successful business owners transform their entrepreneurial vision into reality. And listen in as some of the top business minds in the country serve up practical advice, tips, and insights for growing your business. Now, here's your host, Kelly Scanlon. Good morning. Welcome to Smart Companies Radio. I'm Kelly Scanlon, publisher of Thinking Bigger Business Media. Our guests today are Maria Myers, who is the executive director of the UMKC Innovation Center and the founder of SourceLink. We also have Kate Hodel, who is a special projects person there at KC SourceLink. And they're here today because they've been working over the last few years on a series of reports called We Create. And they have a recent one that's been released called We Create Jobs. But Maria, I'd, I'd like for you to Give us an overview of why you started with these reports to begin with. What's the purpose of them? What do you hope to accomplish with them? Sure. Hi, Kelly. The reason that we started these reports was because we decided we were going to make Kansas City America's most entrepreneurial city. And one of the things that we knew if we were going to achieve that goal is we were going to need to understand where we stood in the city on entrepreneurship and how we could measure our growth if we moved forward. So about four years ago, we started releasing reports in with just understanding generally what's going on in entrepreneurship or we create report series began. And for the last four years, we've been telling the community what's been going on in entrepreneurship. And then a couple of years ago, we released our We Create Capital report, knowing that access to capital was very important for entrepreneurs and making sure that we knew what was available in Kansas City and what we needed to do to grow that. And now we're here with our We Create Jobs report. Yes. And what are some of the highlights that you report here in this publication? Well, we are very excited to talk about the growth in jobs in Kansas City, and especially the contribution that's being made by our young companies here. Mm-hmm. So we are excited to announce the number of jobs that were created in 2016 by our first-time employers with less than 20 employees, and that number is 16,376 employer wow. jobs for last year, which is a big number that I, I think that's going to blow most people away. I really do. And this is this is first year uh, businesses. These are first time employers, so these are folks okay, who time. have um, hired their first employee mm-hmm. um, through. Uh, we get the data uh, based on unemployment uh, records. So when people file for the unemployment insurance uh, records for a new employee, that's how we pick up the data. So they're first-time employers, which we feel like is an important step in the whole startup process. Absolutely. How long, uh, did you track this, how long does it usually take for a company to go from no employees, maybe just the founder, to actually hiring employees? Is there an average? The data doesn't really uh, pick up 
where they are in the process before they hire their first employee. So we're not really able to look at that particular statistic. What we are able to look at, though, are how these companies um, add employees over time. And so if we look at a cohort of employees that, uh, a, a cohort of first-time employers, for instance, how many employees they employ in 2009, and then that same cohort, how many they employ or how many jobs are lost from that same cohort in 2010. We were able to look at that over time, over the last five years, and then look at the cumulative effect. And that's also a very significant number. Maria, do you want to have the honors? Sure. When If you look at 2012, the companies that started in 2012 with their first employees, and you add the cohort of those in 2013 and 2014 and 2015, by 2016, you're looking at 84,000 jobs that were created in the Kansas City region. And, you know, that includes churn. That includes the loss of jobs by these companies mm-hmm. and the growth of jobs by these companies. And what's sort of fascinating about this is that that is 7.7% of our total jobs in the region. Yeah, so so all of the big the Fortune 500 companies and the much larger companies and as you pointed out importantly this is net job growth. It takes into account the attrition and so forth. What are what are some of the other things that you're uh finding out uh, you know as a result of this in terms of you know you've got your job numbers of course, but in terms of wages and some of the other things that I know that you've tracked in this report. So one of the cool things that we've been able to take a look at is some of the wage data associated with um, the data set that we have. And we know that young companies often start out paying below median wage, but uh, by year three now we're finding that they're hitting the Kansas City average wage and growing above that. And we know that our tech companies also start out higher than the average wage and continue higher than the average wage and what they're paying. So not only are we creating jobs, but we're creating very quality jobs as we get things started up in the community. Right. And when you're talking about the tech jobs, one of the uh, interesting things about Kansas City is the uh, wages that women in tech, uh, we're we're really outstanding in that area. That's right. Yes. And um, so the fact that all of our companies, large and small, are supporting women in tech here is a is a great testament to the um, Kansas City's ability to really work with all kinds of people and make everybody successful. When you're talking about, let's go back a minute to the job creation, I wanted to follow up on that just a bit. How many companies are you talking about? When you talk about the 16,000-plus jobs, how many companies are you tracking? Um, that number is about 4,400. So we tracked in 2016, we tracked about 4,400 uh, first-time employers who started with fewer than 20 employees. And that's important because we're trying not to capture when a large distribution center moves to town and hires, you know, 300 all at one time. So these these are those first-time employers who have smaller numbers of employees. And this data is very, very consistent with the things that the Kauffman Foundation has been saying for a number of years in terms of where the net new um, job growth comes from. What's exciting about this is that we're able to drill it down to the – to the metro level, so we're actually able to get real numbers around Kansas City versus just looking at national and state trends. Right. When you do compare Kansas City's growth and employment among these younger companies, how does it compare nationally? 
Well, we really can't compare this particular set of data nationally because we're the only ones that have it and have been able oh, to. Oh, uh, well, good for you! <laughs> but it's very exciting that we were it able is. to um, get access to a couple of databases through the state of Missouri and the state of Kansas, and uh, we don't really know, other than perhaps Colorado, we don't really know any other um, states that have made the data available to for any organizations to delve into it at this level. So what you will see on a national level is what's happening um, state by state by state. We don't know of any instances where uh, people have been able to drill down to the, to the metro area. Okay. You know, and I, I think that all of this information that you're talking about, the, the growth in net jobs, the growth in wages up to the three-year point where they might start below the average, but by the three-year mark, they're exceeding the average wage. You know, I think it begs the question of why entrepreneurship? Uh, you know, why why should we be tracking this? 16,000 jobs, that's absolutely wonderful. But, but, you know, what is the larger impact and why is it so important that we support these entrepreneurs and track this information? Well, you can see from the data that entrepreneurs, uh, startup companies and small companies are contributing large amounts of jobs and other things to the region. So it's very important that we support our entrepreneurs and that we support the people that support the entrepreneurs in the community so that we can continue to grow this impact. So uh, these are the important um, things. We want people to go out and help their entrepreneurs, buy from entrepreneurs, and support them so that we can continue to grow the economy. Sure. Is there any particular industry? We talked a little bit about tech, uh, especially on the wage side of things, but is there any particular industry that you're seeing a substantial amount or that's leading the pack when it comes to the job creation or you know, the higher wages? Uh, healthcare tends to rank high in terms of uh, industries, we were able to break this out by industry. Healthcare ends up uh, at the top of the list. Uh, professional services ends up uh, fairly high, and actually administrative and construction industries ends up fairly high. Yeah. And what, what do you think accounts for that? Any particular data that shows why those uh, industries? I don't think that it's why those industries. I think the interesting piece is that it's a broad range of industries that make this up. So Frequently, you will have you know, folks who think about you know job creation and young firms are really focusing on that tech firm and, and, and they're important, as Maria said, in terms of the wages. But if you look at all the job creation, it comes from a broad variety of industries and different kinds of businesses, and I think it just underscores why it's important to support all kinds of businesses and to support the organizations that support those businesses. As I mentioned, you have been delivering a series of these reports. You mentioned the one on capital. You've had some that are uh, more general in nature. Is there anything in this jobs report that was, given the previous ones, that came as a surprise? Uh, was this a validation of some of the other uh, reports that you, you know, the information from the other reports that you have released? How did, how did it play into any of that? I think we always knew that entrepreneurs were contributing greatly to the jobs in the region. I think we were a little bit surprised at how um, high that number was. And also what's of interest is the fact that as companies, um, as they either die or they shed employees, it looks like the other companies that are starting are absorbing those employees or making up for, in the, for the difference in, 
in that number of jobs. And so starting a lot of companies and then uh, watching how they grow is important and seeing that um, the the fact that the number of jobs over time doesn't seem to change based on much on based on the number of of jobs that are shed or that companies may have gone out of business. So sure. we're watching it, them absorb their own churn in a sense. Exactly. I I know that you mentioned that really Kansas City is the only one that has been able to pull this kind of data out on a very local level like this. But are you able to, uh, I guess, are there any specific characteristics of the business, especially since these are net numbers, are you are you able to pull out any specific characteristics of companies, uh, about, about companies that are able to grow as opposed to the ones that, uh, like say, churn? Are, are you seeing any kind of patterns in those in the companies that are doing this hiring? Uh, we're not really able to look at any individual companies. This data is reported in the aggregate, so we aren't able to identify a company by, you know, what company it is and the name of that company. And so we're not right. able to look at specifically characteristics of any of those those companies. Uh, but it would be a great, great study to do. Yeah, just in, in general, uh, would you... Well, uh, one of the things I can tell you, Kelly, is we did a little study where we looked at uh, who gets capital, and uh, yes. I think the percentage of companies in Kansas City that were able to raise venture capital, about more than 80% um, had gotten assistance from some of the resources in Kansas City, and if you look at the companies that raised less than 100000 it's like 98% that were, got assistance. And so I think that just underscores the point Maria was making about uh, the resources that are in Kansas City and the importance of them. And so I think I don't have the data to prove it from this particular report, but I think that those companies that are seeking assistance and, and try to avail themselves of the resources that are out there tend to have um, good outcomes. Sure. You know, obviously this report had uh, revealed some surprising numbers in a good way. Uh, in addition to the good news that came out of it, do you see any gaps? Do you see any areas where when it comes to entrepreneurship and job creation, especially here in Kansas City, uh, any, any things that we can do better to make these numbers even greater? Do you see any areas like that? You know, Kelly, back in um, 2011, 2012, when we collectively as a city, thanks to the chamber, talked about making Kansas City America's most entrepreneurial city, we took a look at what perceptions were and what issues there were in the community. And there were six things that came out, and those are really some of the things that we are trying to track. The first one was networked capital, which is why we spent a lot of time looking at capital access in Kansas City. Right. Another one is corporate engagement. And I think that there is an area that people are uh, reaching and stretching to understand what that can be and how that could be improved in Kansas City. We've also looked at the pipeline of opportunities that are here for um, development. For instance, uh, Toby Rush picking up uh, UMKC technology to create iVerify, which um, 
continues to grow and is being renamed, I think, as we speak. Yes, um, it starts yeah. with a Z, yes. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I can't remember it, though. Yeah. yeah. And um, so we're looking at that. We're looking at uh, awareness of Kansas City as an entrepreneurial hub, and we're certainly making more of the indices that are happening around the country, and people are taking more notice of Kansas City in, in that space as well. We're looking at talent. Um, all companies, big or small, rely on their talent to to grow, and so talent is a big topic. And then resources, and uh, for the most part, most people feel that the, we have wonderful resources here in Kansas City to help us start and grow businesses. You know, we have the Kauffman Foundation. We have um, a lot of our incubators, accelerators, uh, small business development groups here in Kansas City that are collaborative and working hard to help people grow. So those are really the six things that are happening. And, and as you can see, they're fairly diverse. And so there's lots of different ways that people can help an entrepreneur and, and help us figure out more of what we're doing, whether it's investing from a loan or an a equity point of view or helping engage with a larger corporation, for instance. These are things that we can do to help and support our entrepreneurial economy here. Absolutely. And, you know, you, you mentioned one of them that I think would go hand in hand with whether uh, some of these job numbers are going to go up, and that's talent. They might get the capital. They might get, uh, you know, be on a growth trajectory where they need, but if the talent isn't in the community, then that's not going to help anything. So uh, you, you, do you see the talent lining up uh, with the kind of jobs that are going to be created? Yeah, I think the talent piece of this is what's interesting because we often think, oh, do we have the right degrees, the right skill sets, right. and things like that. But a community has to also be the right community. And so I think Kansas City um, has, you know, wonderful things that can help drive talent here, including good sports teams and and wonderful performing arts centers and things like that. Um, and those are important, too. Absolutely. Um, making Having a vibrant downtown, having uh, amazing suburbs, things like that, that is what will drive talent into your community as well. So this is where entrepreneurship and community development and workforce development all come together. And building the talent we need is going to rely on all of that to make it a great place to live and, and uh, work. Absolutely. Any other highlights from the report that you'd like to cover here? Um, I think that we were amazed at the um, the numbers that were in here and the insights around wages and the insights around how our companies continue to fuel jobs as, as they grow and as others um, maybe move out of the market. Um, you can get a copy of this entire report at wecreatekc.com and and uh, pull it down from there and take a look at it. Yeah, wecreatekc.com. There are a lot of very, very interesting findings, and you both are doing great work and contributing so much to the community, and we thank you for that. Thank you, Kelly. Absolutely. And if you'd like to learn more about how to grow your business, you can visit our website at ithinkbigger.com. Follow us on Facebook, Thinking Bigger Business Media, or on Twitter at I Think Bigger. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next week. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.